Hey. Hey. Welcome to episode 11. Take two. <laughs> this is take one. They didn't hear the other one. Uh, a bad day not to be pregnant. Yes. Yes. Um, this episode's going to be a little, a little deep. You know, we had like a rough weekend over Mother's Day weekend. But before we get into that. Yes. Last week's episode, we asked for listeners to send in an embarrassing story mm-hmm. because Randy didn't want to feel alone. I did not. She didn't. Um, and one of our listeners came through. She did. And we really appreciate it. Now, she's bold enough to tell us that we don't have to bleep out any names. So I'm just going to read the uh, read the message verbatim. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all. FYI, I'm obsessed with the podcast. I get so excited when I get the notification. Hey. Randy, your story had me laughing out loud on the bus. <laughs> I cannot with y'all. It definitely reminded me of when me and Dwight first started dating about a year in, and I decided to do a romantic indoor picnic for Dwight. Oh. I had candles all around the living room, a blanket, and champagne. I was all dressed up in lingerie and some ridiculously high-heeled pumps on. Dwight was on the floor walking me, watching me walk up to him with the champagne and flutes on the ground. <laughs> then all of a sudden my ankles gave out on me with those damn heels on sort of like when Bambi first started walking I don't remember that part sort of like when Bambi first started walking lol anyway I kicked the champagne bottle and it exploded all over Dwight oh, the champagne no. got in his eyes and burned his eyes something serious long story short I ain't get no action or champagne and I had to take care of my poor baby with his burning eyes. <laughs> I love y'all more than I can express in words. Keep doing y'all thing. Um, I support you guys no matter what you do. P.S. I miss words with Randy, but uh, the podcast will suffice. Oh, thanks, Jill. Oh, yeah. And you can say my name. I ain't no punk. <laughs> Jill. That, that was, was that was my big sister. Yes. That was one of Mikey's big sisters, and out here blinding niggas, just kicking champagne to people. That was so funny. We had been putting off checking off the email, checking the email, hoping someone would respond to us. I was just gonna make a story. He was. Mikey was talking about being inauthentic. Like, I'm like Mikey, not inauthentic. Not- it was gonna be a real story. Just you know, you were going to lie. I wasn't gonna lie. Yes, you were. I would. I would have made it. The names anonymous. It doesn't matter. We didn't have to because have one to. of our great listeners sent us a story, and we yeah. really appreciate it. And Jill, you'll go on the name generator when it's time for giveaways. More than once. More than once. Good luck, sis. That was nice. All right. This is episode eleven. We hope you enjoy. Now check it out. Now look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like. And if I'm ripping it, what I'm so with my seeds, like. Now check it out. Welcome. Hey, y'all. This is episode 11 of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. Yes. Um, with your host, Mikey. And Randy. And I'm Mikey. And I'm Randy. <laughs> Um, this episode, um, we're going to talk about a challenge we had over Mother's Day weekend. Um, this will possibly be a rough discussion. Um, the wife and I kind of had a a nice deep talk about it when we were planning for this episode. So maybe this won't suck as much now because we did that. Yeah. So, but if you do suddenly hear crying, just skip, you know? (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but we should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Skip to the fight or flight. Um, 
We're going to share a very unfortunate argument that we had and talk about some errors in communication and readdress the dangers of expectations. Um, we're going to get into why we struggle, into why we struggled and um, how we bounce back. And hopefully at the end of this episode, you, somebody out there will be inspired to share with us some ways you bounce back from bad days because we're not the only ones that have them. Right. And we wanted to have this episode because we did a miscarriage episode, but we didn't want it to seem like the episode's out the way. And so those feelings are out the way. Yeah. And so we want to be honest about when it comes up again in a very sad way. Because when you're with someone for long enough, shit repeats. And things don't just fade immediately. Yeah, grief and things is as not- difficult as grief, yes, aren't short lived. Though we really wish they were. Yeah. So, yeah. But before we get into that, <laughs> um, the lovely is going to share a love story with us this week. Yeah. So what you got for us, wifey? Well, I tapped into my inner Mikey. Ooh, what'd you do? And I tried to find a love story that was around the theme of our episode. Hood? Oh. It is not a hood episode. So then you didn't tap into your inner Mikey. The theme into the episode, how you try to do. Got you, got you, got you. Um, I got this from our Google Alerts. I set up Google Alerts for love stories since y'all don't send them. <laughs> and <laughs> I got this from WUSA9.com. That sounds real. Yeah. Go it ahead. Is. So it's like it's a it's a story inside of a story inside of a story. Oh, it's Inception. Kind of, sort of. So there's this place called Forever Angels of Virginia. And they create infant burial gowns for parents. And they do this off of dresses, preferably wedding dresses, because those are very usually, you know, nice, lacy. And they can be made into a multitude of dresses. Um. They can be made into a multitude of dresses. Okay. dresses. And so they're for parents who have lost children through miscarriages, stillbirths, or premature death. So um, maybe like crib infant death or something. I don't uh-huh. know. But for children who've lost parents. And so one of the donations came from a widower named Kai Kendall. I don't know if I said his name right. It's spelled K-U-Y-K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Sounds right. Okay, so he brought in his wife's, two of his wife's dress, his dresses. They were married in 1958 after only dating for a month. And their wedding day, he said, is etched into his mind. Like it's one of his favorite days. Kind of like you. How you say about our wedding day. So anyway, he said it was her that he was marrying and not the gown. But it was still hard for him to part with it. But he wanted, you know, to do something good with the dress. To honor his wife. And she died eight years before he actually sent her dresses to them. Okay. Am I, are you following? Yes. So almost a year to the day that he dropped the dresses off, he came back to see what they had done with it. And out of her two dresses, they made 31 infant burial gowns out of her dresses. And he was just very happy and touched that he was able to do something nice with you know, something that meant something to someone to like honor his wife's life and death and their wedding, which is one of his favorite days. And they were married for 51 years. Okay. And I thought it was just a nice, something nice to do. And they had a long marriage and he was still very much in love with her. (laughs) That's what you think. 
You don't think? I'm gonna still be in love with you after. Maybe. <laughs> no, that was nice. That was nice. I don't know. I I don't I don't imagine I'd be any good to anybody if you died first. Well, this is they were married in '58. So at this point he's pretty old. Oh, they didn't yeah, say how bad. old he was, but they were married for fifty one years. Gotcha. So yeah. I think he's he's pretty up in age. So maybe some wisdom and some time. It did take him eight years though. That's nice. So his wife's dresses were turned into smaller gowns. Gowns. For parents who had lost kids. That's cool. Yeah. Thirty one I'm sorry, thirty one dresses, some booties. That go on baby's feet okay. and diapers. That's sad. It's a little sad, but you know, what else do you bury your child in? You know, that's like nice. I genuinely don't know. Yeah. So mm. it's it's thoughtful, and they've served a lot of parents. Like over like several hundred of parents have used them, and all of their gowns are free. So, yeah, that's my love story. Well, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah, love stories are interesting. <laughs> I try to keep it spicy. Spicy? They be spicy. You're a little dark. I just try to keep it a little... Well, I'm, I've been a little dark lately. You have? <laughs> but no, I, I still I try to Batman. see some... Shut up. <laughs> I still try to see some light in it. It was nice. Yes. And they like got Batman. a really long marriage. Okay. But I communicate better than Batman. That's not true. Batman's a genius. I said communicate better uh, okay. than Batman. That's true. He don't talk well. He don't talk at all. Well, we need to have an episode about Batman. Um, but for now, <laughs> you ready to uh, get into our main topic? Yeah. Of the day? Yes. All right. Um, so again, the name of this episode is A Bad Day Not to Be Pregnant. To Not Be Pregnant. That ain't what it say at the top of this paper. <laughs> That's what I put on Instagram. That's fine. We'll Y'all know this episode. <laughs> name of the episode is A Bad Day. All right. Um, and yeah. on this bad day. Uh, obviously there are things we should we should talk about so before we do let's just start by sharing you know a little bit about Mother's Day um, okay so that day we recorded an episode we did um, for our mothers mm-hmm. because we love the hell out of them and it's really easy to show affection to those two women right it's very easy because um, they're like two of the most important people ever um, we did that then we went to okay so before that because you're jumping are you doing like a broad summary? Yeah, like a, like a, just how the day well, we could talk about. Okay. Before sorry. we thought of, talk about how we thought it would go and things like that. Just okay. Like, no, go um, ahead. I'm sorry. So we we recorded the episode. We uh we were gonna go see my mom. Right. But she was in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to go spend the day with your mom. Right. Uh, so how did you think the day was gonna go? I thought that it would be a normal ass day. I thought that um in what sense of the word normal like a normal mother's day you do a shout out for your mom on social media maybe put up a picture if she allows you to um hang with hang with family siblings and not be a crying hot mess <laughs> i thought that i would be functional uh more functional than i was and less sad how did you think mother's day was gonna go i would have to say i thought that you would be more sad than functional Hmm. From jump, like from the night before we went to sleep, I hadn't thought of. I hadn't thought about what what the impact of Mother's Day, how impactful it would be. I hadn't talked to my therapist about it. I really thought it wouldn't be. I I really thought it wouldn't be a thing. So, 
I guess we'll just get into you know, we've been talking about Mother's Day for a while before Mother's Day approached. And just the idea of you being a mother in general, we we bounced that around a lot and we had the conversation about how people who have lost kids, you know, are still mothers. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of what we talk about also has been centered around the fact that because of our loss, you felt like you didn't deserve to be called a mom or that you didn't feel like you were one. And- it wasn't that I didn't feel like I deserved to be. I was more just like, it's not that I didn't think I deserved to be. I definitely wanted the baby acknowledged, but I thought yes. that there would be a way. I don't know. I just didn't think Mother's Day would be that day for me. You know, like maybe that day belongs to mothers who have been able to successfully carry their children, have them, raise them, put in that type of hard work and then be recognized. And and that I just wouldn't be as important. I don't I don't know. I, I think I disagree because Mother's Day has always been like a general day for anyone like a mother, like even like female mentors who may not have actually have kids. It's always been like that that matronly person that motherly person that's been in your life has been like what mother's day has been about um there are people who don't have the best relationship with their mothers you know who weren't raised by their mothers who still you know they they mothers get shouted out just like there are people who lost you know children um like in recent school shootings you know there are people whose kids were their only kids mm-hmm. because you know i mean i don't think that makes them any like i don't think that that should take away from the fact that they should have been like Shout it out on Mother's Day and things like that. And like these are the, the conversations that we have been having right. for a while. Um, but one of the bigger takeaways was that you were saying, yeah, you, you just wanted the baby to be acknowledged. Right. Um, and you didn't, you didn't say, you didn't outwardly express like, I don't feel like I deserve to be called a mom. But right. things that you would say would kind of like, would sound like that. Or the way that you would talk about yourself seemed like that. Okay. And I disagreed hard. It's like you are you were and mom there was a whole baby in there i got pictures you do so just i knew the day would be rough okay and i just figured it would be really really hard for you and all i wanted to do was try to find a way to make it good and and so go to the first thing okay this is a good transition so (laughs) yeah so i had i created i had a plan i had a plan for what i wanted to do for you that day um there are three women who when they talk to you 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 receive it in a way that like really uplifts you and it it really makes you feel good to hear from these women and these women just happen to be my mother your mother and your cousin and um what you think I wasn't your it was Tourette. I know no, oh, okay okay sorry. so um so our mothers um I wanted my 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 idea was you know let me have our mothers, the mothers that we love, reach out to you and tell you, you know, happy Mother's Day in some form of acknowledgement to the child that we lost. Because you had been saying the night before, you know, like, I I, I don't, why would anybody reach out to me? I don't think anybody would, um, you know, like, just, no, I'm not a mother and things like, things like that. Um, you just, you were just really down. And I didn't want that to be a, a bad day for you. So my plan was to have these women reach out and have our siblings just reach out and that was it. And just say happy Mother's Day. I think Miss Kemp too. Um Your mom didn't say anything. Mm-mm. No, some people replied and was like, you know, I don't think that'd be the best. My big sister. My big sister replied and was like, That that seems kind of mean. And I was like, Well, no, Randy, you know, has expressed that she wants 
the baby to be acknowledged in some kind of way. I'm not asking for like a long drawn out message or something, but just like a small quick message I think would make her feel good. And at first it did. I think the first person to reach out to you was your cousin. No, it was Miss Kemp. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Miss Kemp and she had just said she loved me. And I told her that today was hard. That day was hard, but it was right before we started to record. Mm-hmm. And then Kira called my cousin and I didn't answer because we were recording. Yes. And I was like, hey, I'm recording. Just, you know, text me. And she was, you know, te- I'll, we'll talk later. And she was like, okay, well, call me when you can. And then Bree texts me, my mom, and, t- and your sister, Therese, text me. Yeah. Did you want me to? No, no. Yeah. So what? those people text you. And like, how did, <laughs> how did how did you feel at first? I was oh, about like- um, well, Miss K- Kemp, it was nice to get her text. She just said, I love you. Um, and which, you know, which is fine. And my sister sent me a text and was like, Hey, you are a mom. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. But she sent that text after Kira. I called Kira. We had finished recording and I called her back and she had, um, just affirmed me and said that I was a mom and that, you know, I did my best. And, you know, there are some mothers out here that aren't, and I did more than, you know, some mothers do. Mm. Um, especially when we were trying, you know, we were, I was detoxing and working out. And so she was like naming all these things we did to get pregnant. And then all the things I did once I got pregnant and just affirmed that it wasn't my fault that I miscarried. And I was a hot ass weeping mess. And, um, she was like, Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean. Before that, I forgot. So I actually started the day off. I woke up early. Yeah, a couple said, hours Mikey early because I wanted to, to me first. send you like a text. And he um, sent me a text. We live together, but I want I sent her a text from the bathroom because that's the only quiet place where I could like get my thoughts together. Yeah. Um. So that happens, and then you get the message. And yeah, then and so I cry, and it was just really hard. And that was the first point when I realized this day is about to suck. And um, and then all these other texts start coming in. My mom has sent me a text and told me to check my email. She wrote me this really beautiful. Mother's Day post and gave me gift cards to two bookstores that I really love, but haven't shopped at in a while. And I just felt like, and mind you, I didn't know that Mikey had orchestrated nah, any of this. Nah. I just Earlier thought, in the day, Randy was repeatedly saying like, nobody's going to give me anything. Nobody's going to do anything. Like she just wasn't expecting anything. Yeah. Like so she- when I was getting all these, I had people online, I actually stopped telling people happy mother's day so if you know me and love me and was like i didn't get a happy mother's day post or a message that's why um because i was afraid that people would say it back to me and people did when i said happy mother's day and so i was like yeah i'm gonna stop talking to people and um it was awful i kept hearing happy mother's day and in a sense the baby was acknowledged um and which is what I wanted, but I also kept being reminded of my failure or like my, or how I perceived the miscarriage as a failure. On top of that, not only here's the problem. This is the, here's the, the good and the bad about social media. You'll see some really great shit and you'll see some shit you just don't want to see. Yeah. And sometimes those two things are the same thing. So it was really great that there were some people making like pregnancy announcements Yeah, and some engagements. I don't know. Like, you know, they had their like, infants and I'm like all types of things. And that's I was, great. Yeah. But it was, 
it was really hard. hard. We had agreed to when I was pregnant. We we wanted to tell everybody by our anniversary. By that time, I'd be showing, and I would be like 13, 14 weeks. And and um, following our anniversary was the twenty fourth of, of last April. Month. So the twenty what was it? What was Mother's Day? Thirteen. So. Following that, obviously, I would have been doing like something really big for Mother's Day yeah, on social media. Yeah, as well, you know? and it just wasn't so to so to be in that space. Like, damn, I'm you know I'm supposed to be pregnant right now, um, and all these other people are, and all these other women have their babies. This is so unfair. And it's not that I'm envious to women who are pregnant and have been able to carry because so many things have to go perfectly for pregnancy, and I A wouldn't lot. wish things going wrong on pregnancy. Even people I hate. Like, I would never do that. So it really is a miracle and it really is a blessing. And so I was just like, I I was so pissed because I pulled the short end of the stick in this random chaos, natural thing that is miscarriage, miscarrying. And so I was consuming all of this on top of all the messages I was getting. And um, it was really, really bad. <laughs> So other than you crying when you first got like when you when you were on the call and you cried and then you got off and you mm-hmm. were like dealing like well, how are you handling that? I wasn't I wasn't really aware of how I, I didn't know you? how to, yeah I didn't know how to communicate what it what was like hurting and so and so I didn't I didn't You're, communicate. I don't think we talked much during that time. It was more. We didn't. Mikey you just like hugged me. He's I like, would hug you, you. Know, and I'm like, yeah, it's just hard. It's just a hard day. I think we still had we had plans. Like we were getting ready to leave and stuff. Mm-hmm. We we had to wrap up the episode stuff and put all that up real quick. Yeah. So we were like moving. Yeah. So I was able to be distracted. We got to my mom's house. I had two of those strawberry maritas and <laughs> um, strawberries, whatever, and. <laughs> Like we we went to Jim and Nick's the day before because it was my brother's birthday and so we had leftovers and so I was just eating and in the, in that time I also like spent all the money that she gave me on the books but by but then you know the money ran out the alcohol ran out <laughs> I was sobering up and was forced to deal with my feelings which was not weird like which was not good yeah so I was like coming down from this distraction. And really feeling like I was bubbling over. It was a, it was a really it was a big day of distractions. There was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got your mom a gift, and while we're drinking and talking and doing all these things, we were setting up a gift. We're talking to her obviously because mm-hmm. she's excited about her gift. Uh, we got like, speakers mm-hmm. that she loved. Yeah. Um, we had to go, like pick them up. There's a lot of stuff happening. Um, so yeah, you were very distracted. Yeah, you did have a lot. There was a lot going on. Right. And so we end up leaving because um, I'm just not doing well and it's late and <coughs> it's also Sunday. And so, yeah, we got to work. Yeah. And so we we leave and all I want is Brewster's ice cream. And it was like nine thirty eight. Yeah. And then like Brewster's nine. closed at 10 and Mikey the closest got one gas. closed at 10. All the rest of them closed at nine. Right. Mikey yeah. got gas and ended up like going to the highway instead of staying on the like staying where we were because that's where the Brewsters was. And I was like, hey, I wanted Brewsters. He's like, oh, you know, we'll just we'll get it on the way home. And then I checked and all the ones on the way home closed at nine. And, all, and the only one that was open was the one off my mom's exit. And while it was a small thing, and I talked to my therapist about this, <laughs> that set me over. I was like, I can't have my baby. I can't have ice cream. Like 
that's all I fucking wanted today. And I, I wanted two things. I was trying so hard. I was like, baby, it's not a problem. We could turn back around. We clearly make it back before it closed. I just 10. wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. I couldn't communicate. I was, I was trying to, I, I was literally holding my breath waiting to get home. And so we got home and Mikey's, um, he says he's going to take out the trash. I say, okay. I come upstairs. I go to the restroom and the restrooms are usually my safe space. And I just scream. I scream like six times. And the only thing that made me stop was that I accidentally touched my face and I felt how hot I was. And I was just, and I was feeling really nauseous as well. And, um, I was like, yeah, you're probably going to die if you keep screaming. So you need to, you need to like go find Mikey. And so, um, I came downstairs and Mikey was downstairs and we got into the argument. (laughs) I don't know how else to transition (laughs) into that. Smooth, babe, smooth. Um, so it just started with, again, I mean, that's, that was how the day went. Um, and it was just really rough and we're on our way home. And home has been a couple of things since since we lost a baby. It, it used to be like our space where like everything is great, mm-hmm. but we lost a baby in this house, right? Um, which is also triggering, even if you don't recognize it. It's a thing. It yeah. happens. It bothers you and me. Um, but we know that that's like our safe space. We can do whatever we want at home mm-hmm. because there's no one around to talk about us. We are free to be us. What we need to do and Within the four walls of this home, you know, we can yell, we can scream, this whatever, without judgment, like, except between the two of us. But it doesn't matter because we're not going nowhere. Right. Um, so the ride down, you know, Randy is, you expressed that you weren't in the space to communicate and you were just upset. And I didn't think that the ice cream thing was a small thing. I didn't. I knew that the ice cream thing was bothering you. <laughs> I'm like, we can stop at the grocery store. No, I, can grab, I wanted like, some ben and Jerry's what I wanted from, the, from Brewster's. I was like, we can, I was like, we got options. No. We got, I was just, just trying to find something. But my whole, my whole mindset the entire day was like, how can I make this a good day for you? How can I make this day bearable? And I feel like I started off so strong and ended so horribly. <laughs> just did so bad. Um, We end up, we get in the house and I'm asking Randy my usual answer, my usual question of like, what's wrong? What's wrong is always the preface for us to have a conversation. What's wrong? Obviously, there's something wrong. It's more, it's, it's just, it's how we start. At least for me. I don't know if I ask you what's wrong. We're going to actually talk about what's wrong. What's going on with you? What are you thinking? Like things along those lines. I ask those questions to go ahead and get you talking because there's something that you were not saying on the car ride. There's something that's bothering you. And I know all of these things, but we need to talk about it. Yeah, and I wasn't in the space to talk. I was just like, and I I told Mikey that he was better, like he was nicer to me in February when we lost the baby than he was today, that day. And mind you, I wasn't aware of, I just wasn't aware. I wasn't aware that Mikey had, one, I didn't know he did all this. I found out like later, like that around that time, I think he told me like in the argument that he had like, been the reason why people had reached out and why he did it and how he was thinking about me the whole day and trying to do what was best for me. And like he said, try to make the day bearable, but I felt like he was talking a lot. And I felt like in February, in February, 
we were more in sync. We were more connected. You know, that week of losing the baby, we didn't, I didn't have to prompt Mikey a lot. He didn't have to prompt me. We were just moving She's in the same. moving her fingers together. <laughs> we were. We were just. Yeah. I mean, I felt like he was excellent. He made me feel like I was safe to do and be and feel however I wanted. He seemed to understand everything. Like, I did not have to explain myself to Mikey when we were miscarrying. And he was asking me to explain myself now. And it really set me off because I'm like, I'm literally crumbling and you trying to talk. You know, why don't you do tap into whatever you was doing in February? Why don't you hold me? Why don't you? But I, I didn't say any of this. So again, and and just th- th- that expectation thing. It was, and me the entire time this is happening, I'm trying to figure out how you're making that connection between when you miscarried and you being angry in this moment today on Mother's Day. Um, I get both of them are painful things, but like you said before, you know when it first happened, we were on a different page. We. It it seemed like we were really close because we were both talking. Like you just said, like like you said, you said Mikey's talking a lot more, and we were talking to each other before. It was a back and forth. It was a little bit easier to just to know what to do because I had been there. I had felt this before. I was less worried about me and more and very much focused on just you. Um. And I knew that that needed to be my mentality moving forward. Like this is about making sure we get you through what is going on right now and and help out in any way that I can. And it was very hard in the beginning, but it was, I I understood that it was just going to be very, very hard for you more so than it was for me. Um, And I didn't feel like I was any different. And, you know, and we, then we talked about it since, and it was just in that moment, I was just so frustrated and so angry. And again, we talked about it afterwards, like how you didn't know everything that was going on before. And, you know, like like I am, am so very much centered in my wife. I'm very focused on my wife um, because I love my wife. And I think that any husband who cares about their partner or their relationship will be focused on like the well-being of their wife themselves, their family. Like that's just like how you move and all of my concern was very much wrapped up in you. And this is when problems. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't feel that way at all. I wasn't taking, I wasn't receiving his concern in that way. I just felt like he was, he kept asking me what was wrong, which is triggering me because I'm like, everything's wrong. Like, you know, what's wrong. We've been like February was two months ago, three months ago. Like, why are you asking this question? Do something else, you know? Um, And it just wasn't working. And I really wanted to leave the house. I told Mikey I really wanted to die. I really wish the baby had taken me with it. And I had I had said that when we miscarried and um, because it was so awful, the pain you feel after after having someone literally die inside of you is awful. And some women, may, it may not be. Some people don't feel that way. Um. After miscarriage, sometimes it hits years later or never. I am not one of those women. I wish that I was some days um, because it would just be a lot easier. And um, I was just really low. I was whatever emotion is under sad. And um, 
And so I wanted to leave the house. And my kid didn't want me to leave the house. And I was like, you know, we're not technically arguing. You know, <laughs> we're not. We're, and, we're and not that's arguing. A fair point. And so I just want to go to the store. We have to have some food. I need to leave this space. Yeah, we had um, we had plans to go grocery shopping and some other, like just yeah. little stuff. And that so I was like, happen. you know, and I just wanna, I just wanna leave. And he was like, no, I don't feel comfortable. It's really late, and it was. Um, I don't want you out there by yourself. You know, I'll go. And he says he also said that he would go with me. I don't remember that. But I remember him taking, I remember him saying he would go instead. Yeah, after and a while, like, well, she not. wasn't, it, Randy, it was it was very clear that you were upset and you needed to go. And I, me saying and, and keeping you from going somewhere wasn't working. This wasn't one of those situations where I was like, where she pissed at me. So she like, she's trying to like run away type of thing. It was like, you needed air, you needed space. And I understood that. However, it was like. 11 at night on a Sunday night or whatever. And yeah. I was like, so I'll ride with. I, for the longest, I kept repeating, you can't go. Either I go and no one goes. Yeah. And then I was like, I'll just ride with you. I won't get out the car and you can just go. And I really don't remember that. But I said, in any event, I went by myself yeah. and I got groceries and we got back. Um, I got back and Mikey was, you know, obviously upset we're both still upset and we go to bed and we go to bed we have a training session the next morning and our trainer stops me and she's just like can I talk to you for a minute (laughs) and I'm like okay and she takes me out into the hallway and I think she asked me what was wrong or was I okay and I just started crying now mind you at this point I'm thinking Mikey's being really distant he's not really speaking to me um which I think is unfair because I'm like, I just, you know, I guess I'll get into that. I thought it was unfair because in February when we miscarried, when I, when I, when the bleeding started to stop, Mikey affirmed, you know, like, Hey, just because this bleeding has physically stopped, that this miscarriage is physically over. I'm not going to treat you like it's over. I'm not going to treat you like it's done. If that's not what you want. He's like, you're allowed to be crazy, be sad, be angry whenever you want to, you know, because this is a loss and you can do that with me. And it was just really great. It was exactly what I needed to hear so that I felt safe that even if I started to have good days again, if I didn't, Mikey could be a space to have that that bad day with. And so that's what I consider Sunday. I consider Sunday him like cashing in on his promise to let me have this bad day. Let me do whatever I wanted, not just in how it came out, but what came out because of it. And um, and so I felt really slighted. Cause I was like, he, he kept this promise. He had said this promise. And now I'm out here with my trainer while he's still in there doing God knows what. Um, and I'm like crying and she's so skinny. I think Reagan's like a hundred pounds. I don't even know. Like she's so skinny <laughs> and I am not. And I'm just like, I'm going to like break her. I'm obviously not. She's like the strongest person I know. But then Mikey eventually comes out and she like, you know, tells us to talk and we can't work out like this. And Reagan's been our trainer since we got married. Since we were engaged. Yeah, so before. she's family. Um, and so we we did. We talked. But as anybody knows, when you are married or in a relationship, one conversation does not suffice all At the time. All. You have to have this conversation multiple times. Because within that one conversation, there are five different conversations happening. Right. And we both had to go to work. And it just wasn't the time to really hash it out. And so we talked after work. If Mikey wants to. Yeah, well, uh, going, again, going back to 
you said um, that I made a promise to you. Um, and I didn't feel at the time that it was just the thing to say. Um, it genuinely is how I felt and it's how I am and who I am. Um, I recognize that trauma lasts. It is not a temporary thing. Um, it's not the easiest thing to get through or work through or get by. And this was very new to you. And being that it was new to you, it was new to me, you know, whether I had been through something like this or not before, like seeing you go through that and going through this with you as your husband was just hard. Um, so yeah, I made the promise to Randy to allow her the space to do whatever she needs to do whenever she needs to. Um, and she, as she expressed that night to her was that time and space to do those things. Um, unadulterated, unfiltered, you know, like that's, that was exactly what, you know, we, we talked about doing the, it, it wasn't communicated between either of us though, that this is about to be that space or that this was happening right now. This just, this argument just seemed like an argument. Um, and Randy said things in a way that, you know, that hurt. And for a moment, I, you can say what it was. I mean, if you want. So, in an argument, there are things that you remember and some things you just don't. And when you start getting upset, like I'm not, I I used to do this thing where in an argument, because, you know, I, I used to look at them like debates, like I'm listening to your points and I'm going to break down your points and tell you why your points are wrong. Um, But communicating with your partner, it, it doesn't work like that. Like it's not about being right or wrong. It's actually trying to like work towards something. So for a while I stopped doing that. Like, okay, she said this, I'm about to reply with this. She's saying this, I'm about to reply with this. Cause that's not like actively listening. Mm-hmm. At least to me, it, I genuinely wasn't. Cause like, even though I heard what you said, I wasn't listening to what you were saying. I was just trying to like pick it apart so that I can come back with like, so here's why you're wrong. Cause that's how it works with debates. Right. And then there's a winner. I'm not trying to win. I'm trying to like figure this shit out here. Um, so during the exchange, Randy said some things that, just that were she said some things that were personal to me it was like you're always asking me what's wrong you know like you and you know what's fucking wrong like things like that and it was like like and it was just I was like yeah well I, well, I know I asked these things because I'm trying to get you to talk because you want to talk because there's something I feel like you I need didn't want to wanna talk you know but and and, and but I again, didn't communicate that I, again we, we have we weren't in the space to communicate any of these things effectively and looking back if I didn't let myself for that moment like feel like mad because she's like attacking me personally if i would have just looked at it like in that moment like yo she is just she's just really angry right now and it's not at you this is just like this is a different expression of her anger randy has expressed anger to me before we've been kid we've been together since we were kids this was just different because all of this is different us losing this baby was different this first mother's day after losing the baby was different Uh, like yeah all of this is just new territory and and I and I felt like I learned that day that he was angry. He was angry with me for the first and time. And I was just like, "This is so fucked up." It was like how all of are the situation, everything about it was like. Unfair. I mean, all of it was fucked. All of it was unfair. I was like, I don't. All first of, of all, she doesn't. She we shouldn't be having this conversation. None of this should be happening right now. I should. We be should pregnant. actually just be like laid out, and you could cry on me, and like we could do this. You should have been. You should be pregnant. You yeah. know, we should be preparing for like other a, shit. Like this shouldn't be. A lot of shouldn't. And- right. And we were both mourning that. And I felt, I was like, well, I only let myself, sh- like, I, I felt like it's very difficult for me still, even after all these years, to be vulnerable. And 
I had the blog and I was using that space, but that shit was not easy. I post something and then immediately she's like, should I have posted this? I'm about <laughs> to delete time. it. You got I, writer's remorse like, after every post. I have writer's remorse. That's a great phrase. Every like I I am not good at being vulnerable because I am prideful and I don't want people to talk about me. And but I have learned that to be vulnerable, that's like where the light is, and that's where like all my really great relationships. You really are, Leo. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, that's it. where all my really great relationships, um, or relationships in general, flourish, and where I can be my most honest. And so, but at this point, I was regretting being vulnerable with Mikey in that way, and allowing him to see me that way because I felt like he had broke his promise, and he couldn't hang. He couldn't hang. He couldn't handle it. I was like, oh. Your reaction to like me being in the depths of my grief for this grief to be uncontained and not the how, but all of it, um, is lame. Like I was really angry. I was really, really angry that he was angry with me because it wasn't fair. I didn't ask to lose the baby. You know, I shouldn't be feeling and this at way the same at all. time. This is this is where it comes to like those two different conversations happening at one time. While this is your thinking and this is what's on your mind at the time, like this is how you're expressing yourself and this is just that moment in your head. It's being sent out to me. It's being yeah, aimed at he, me in form like, you're fucking up with I, this. This is what you yeah, like. And, and, and it I was, wasn't. I wasn't. Well, you're, you're not cognizant of the fact that like, 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 because we didn't talk about this before. I think that if it had been prefaced in some kind of way with like, this is that moment where I need to like unleash in any, any type of way where, again, communication. But see, I didn't know. It, Neither it, one of us anticipated Mother's Day being so bad. At all. And if I had had an inkling, because I'm really big on planning. And I really same. am big on being prepared. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, like even with the baby's loss, like I knew something was wrong. You know, the doctor said nothing was wrong. Four days later, it's confirmed something is wrong. Yeah. And, and so I, I even then still had time to be like, okay. And then on top of that, the miscarriage took 11 days. So I have like still this time to be, I was prepared for it to be awful. Because it was awful for almost two weeks. And so, but this was very random to me. And I, I, I didn't think it was fair to be put in a situation for me to be expected to communicate because I didn't even know what the fuck was going on like I really didn't understand why it was hurting me so bad and at the same Um, time I didn't think that it wouldn't be that we wouldn't have conversation at like we've been having it for the last couple of months like I didn't think that you wouldn't be in a space to be like this is what's happening right now especially with me asking questions like what's happening right now you know like and, and and it was making it worse and you know, like we've been together how long? It's 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 been a decade of <laughs> of this friendship, if nothing else. We we've talked to each other so much that like you know, like you would think that we got this down, but that's not how this works, especially yeah. with like new traumatic shit going on. And not even that, there was other things we didn't touch on, like in the argument. Like all Randy said, like afterwards when we talked about it, Randy just wanted me to hold her. Yeah, and he didn't. To hold he, I felt and like the entire he just time kept we were backing in that away. Space, he wasn't it, trying to touch me. He wasn't very tender, in my opinion. And he was more just like, okay, well, just talk to me. What do you need? And I'm like, why are you across the room? And like, I don't the, so understand. So, like, while that's happening, Randy is, you know, she's visibly upset. Randy is struggling to breathe. She is, like, hot. She is, she is, she's moving away. She's moving around. She's, like, going from one side of the couch to the other, standing up, sitting down. Um, went into the bathroom at one point, you know, to scream, came back out. Like it's, 
it it seemed to me like at that same time and looking at it now, I can say like I was like, I need to be solid. I need to be an anchor. I just need to like create this space where like there's not more chaos on top of like the chaos is already going. So I'm just trying to be like the calm voice and the this and, and just be still and slowly work my way towards you. And that was not what happened. <laughs> um and I and yeah, I wanted Mikey to be an anchor and a center, but I wanted him to do that. Like I wanted him to center me in the same way that I felt like he centered me in February. And um so that that's where we were and we talked. We finally talked and Mikey's affirming me, you know, you weren't wrong in how you were and what you did. You know, I'm like how you how you felt at um, all. And I was like, well, that's not my problem. I wasn't worried about that at all. I chalked it up to what it was, grief. Like, how I was on Mother's Day is who I am on the inside. And, and this was the, the first time, time that I had we had said any of this to each other. Like, yeah. I was like, uh-huh. so now that, and, and I went back and just reaffirmed, like, now that I know that this is a possibility, that this is what you hold in, that this is what, what, a peak of your grief can look like I'm more prepared to accept it as like yeah this right. is not a thing to take personally even if she is like talking about me personally this is just her expression of her hurt and I know Randy Randy would come back later and like apologize or something if she had like time to think about it but this wasn't the space where you were thinking this wasn't a sp- you this was like all reaction this was all anger and rage from being angry because you should be because you're hurt right and um Mikey said all this <laughs> I go off on my um Randy calls she His says lectures. I'm a lecturer. He is a lecturer. I don't like talking unless like it's about something important and, and sometimes talk talking forever. about important things goes on for a minute. Yeah. And me. he said all of this and I was like, you know and I was I, I I was I hated Mike because I was like and he felt something similar to me and I was like it's okay if you hate me. You know, one, because hate is not obviously fun. We don't walk around telling each other we hate each other. We actually have never said that to each other. But. Wait, what? I've never told you to your face I hate you. No, no, no. It's always been after the fact. Yeah. Like, I hated you. And I was like, Yeah, but I've never been like in an argument. I hate you, nigga. Nah, yeah, never. And I have never felt hate towards Randy. I actively avoid hate. You roll your eyes all you want. I've experienced irritation. I've experienced anger. But I know what hate feels like with me. And hate with me is extreme. Mm. And we've had this conversation. Well, maybe because I'm a Leo. I hate everybody. There are plenty of niggas present on this planet who know what hate for Mikey feel like. Well, I was just like, we're going to be married for the rest of our lives. You're going to hate me. You and know? she was, That's I think fine. she's still wrong. I'm, and if the, if episodes from now, if something come up, I, just, we're I mean, it's like that. a sibling. Oh my God. It's like a sibling. And then you love your siblings, but you just like, I fucking hate you. That's different. You. It's not. That's different. It's really You're not. You're not my sibling. I know that, but like, I think the the being in a compacted space, never yeah. being able, it's like growing up with a sibling when you're still a child. But I hated my around. sisters for like small, sh- like, like it right, wasn't real it, hate. You know what I'm saying? Like well, it was. Right, maybe so. there's a spectrum of hate, but I was there. I was okay. on the spectrum. And Mikey was too. But I was like, that's fine that you hate me or that you hated me or that. And that, I don't that, think that. that's okay. But I said it was fine because I, I think that that's natural. The opposite of love is not hate. Like, I just, it's going to happen. We'll talk about it and get past it. I was just pissed that he, t- he used that moment. You hate me on a day that I'm like my saddest. I was feeling hate, not because of what you felt and because right, of he, the it day. Wasn't it, was, how, it, was it was just what, what you it said. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was what was said to me. It and wasn't. I don't want anybody, Mikey can't really remember 
everything that I said, but the, but to clarify what I said was like a lot of, as he said, like personal jabs, like you're not doing this and you're not doing that. When Mikey had spent the whole day doing, doing this and doing, and, yeah. and it just wasn't and seen. So that he way. wasn't seen, um, which will get us to our <laughs> next point. If you want to. Yeah, man. Um, How we're moving forward. Nah, man, just, well, married space. Oh, okay. Married space. Um, so we've talked about how we can't, we we won't get a divorce. And we think that that's like our guiding principle for like, <laughs> <laughs> for like being smart in how we move. Like you got to be intentional in what you do. If your goal, and we, we're really big on goals. Your goal is to stay married forever. Happily. Right? I'm trying to die Health, with you. Healthy. At an old age. You yeah. Specify. Because we could kill each other tomorrow. I'm trying to die old with you. And I can't do that if we don't like do these things like or have these like these these rules in place. Right. And this was just our first instance of being able to like actually go through something where you'd be like, you know, it's OK not to be OK. Right. And I really I was embarrassed because after I left to go to the store, Mikey called one of our mentors um, actually, the husband of the mentor who messaged me and told me she loved me and they, you know, they talked and I was happy that he had someone to reach out to. But I didn't like that it was about me um, or that I was the one, the reason that caused it, because I'm not trying to be a crazy wife. I don't want to be so buried in my grief that I can't see you um, or be considerate. Unfortunately, though, grief does not care about what me that we want <laughs> and all. I wasn't I felt very ashamed and embarrassed to react that way and to have such a bad day and not anticipate that it was going to be see, that bad see I never thought about that here's part of the problem with like exposing yourself and like really putting yourself out there you you try so hard and you spend so much time cultivating like the way that you are and the person that you are like you're really big on like I want to be this person and I want people to see me this way and I want to be received this way because this is who I am Right. So in moments like that, when you let loose, that's still part of who you are. But that ain't none of what, you know, has been portrayed or that you've expressed. Like this could be like a way that I could be. I broke down two days ago. Yeah. I have no problem sharing it. I, I don't like doing that in front of you. I don't want to appear weak for all of the reasons we just named. I spent a lifetime <laughs> cultivating this thing. I am this person. This is who I am known to be. So in moments like that, when I'm like really really down and depressed and struggling to form sentences and having so much problem i had so much problems like trying to find words that i'm actually tapping my temple to like yeah. get words to he come. Like, was he it's had a very, really bad breakdown it's hard it's hard also on you in that moment because even in moments like that i'm still thinking about you so yeah. i know even in your anger you're still thinking about me and like that hurts it hurts in a moment to be like, damn, I know what I'm hurt right now. And I'm hurting my partner. But damn, I'm mad. Like, I, or, yeah, mad. Like, I know, was like, just very inconsiderate. Usually I feel like which, I've been trying and this was to be what the space in my was. grief. I, I'm try, I try to, I'm very conscious of Mikey, um, especially when it concerns the baby. Because this was both our loss. And I know that I it is different for both of us and that I physically had to dispel the baby. But I really considered like, it was it was both of our loss, which I felt like was the reason why in February we were so in sync because we treated each other like it was both of our losses. And we like you said, we communicated. And um, and on top of that, I felt so guilty that I had lost your baby. Um, 
And I just didn't, like, you know, I was just trying to be a perfectly sad wife. <laughs> um, and but but, but on like, Mother's like Day, on Mother's Day, I was not thinking about any of that. Um, and on Mother's Day, I wasn't thinking of it as a shared grief. Yeah, like and so neither one of us was, and I think that's what the issue was. We didn't um, talk. We didn't at talk all like we should have. But I had a therapy session on Thursday. Um, and I told her about it and she was like, Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> she was like, that sounds like a really rough day. And I was like, yeah, I didn't anticipate it. I told her everything. Um, and so she gave me some advice. Um, Ooh, what is it, baby? She gave me an acronym called HALT. H A L T. Yes. And so H is for hungry. A is for angry. L is for lonely. T is for tired. And so I was telling her, you know, when I was spazzing out on Sunday, I felt like I wasn't tapping into any of these resources she had given me uh, or anything that I had been doing my best to do, working out, meditating, breathing, couldn't tap to none of that shit. I felt like I was just at a loss. I felt like I was starting from zero all over again. And so she said not to think that because I'm not. But um, but she was like, you know, when you're feeling like that, it's you know it's it's a quick acronym to be like hey i'm lonely lonely means i need affection mikey's asking me what i need l okay can you just hug me it's so you know? nice to get tools all after um, the fact right so because it because it, it may happen again. They're effective. Yeah, there no. may it may be another trigger um and then she asked there me, will be another there trigger. will be another trigger um then she asked she told me i need to <clears throat> sorry come up with a plan um about hard days potential hard days and so we know mother's day is a trigger okay so <laughs> and we know september will be a trigger because that's when the baby was due and possibly october you know because it was like september 25th october is always a triggering month for me, yeah so. so she was like you know y'all need plans you know for for these times february may be hard so meanwhile while randy is having a conversation with her therapist i'm over here being real introspective and really trying to figure out how everything went wrong that Sunday night and what I'm supposed to say to you when I see you and what it is that I'm figuring out. But we, so, we already talked. Yeah, we had already talked, but there was more things on my mind, like okay. how, to, how to just how to move forward better. And Saturday was my cousin's baby shower. Yeah. Well, my, so, the therapy session was this Thursday. So you had this revelation mm-hmm. before. Yes. Okay. So before she had went to her therapist and got all this information and things, I was already thinking of like how best to move forward. And, if Mother's Day was triggering and we would have been having a baby shower shortly after, you know, um, I had my cousin's baby shower was approaching and I felt like maybe, maybe it wasn't the best idea that we, that you go. Yeah. I was like, there is going to be one pregnant lady who you love, who yeah. will be celebrated very heavily. Um, there's a very high chance that there will also be children or other pregnant women there. It turns out there were a lot. Mm. Um, and I don't know how that would, how that, how that would, you know, affect you. So I thought maybe it would be better if, you know, you did not put yourself in that space and it worked. Yeah. I mean, I was sad to be without him, but I, that would have been another trigger and that's not about me. That's about somebody else's, you know, baby and celebration. And I didn't want to like do that. It was mad Um, alcohol. It was hella Guyanese. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was, it it looked like a lot of fun. It turned um, into a party. For now on, the plan tentatively 
this may change, but for now, on Mother's Day, there will be no social media. Mm-hmm. Um, cause not only was I dealing with my own shit, I was consuming a lot of, of things as well. Um, and so no social media on Mother's Day, and then me and Mikey will just do something private with each other. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. And that makes me feel good because I was fine when Mikey said Happy Mother's Day. I was fine when it was just us. Yeah. But having like outward people. And I'm not going to lie to you, looking back, like it wasn't just us anymore after that at all. And I wasn't focused on it being about us. I was really, really heavy yeah. focused on like. And I think like it, it was about trying to help you, like was my intention. But the impact was very isolating. Yeah. Looking back, I was like, it wasn't. And I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> It's okay. It's not. I feel like shit. Why? Because no, because of hindsight. It was always twenty twenty. It and was like, new for both of us I know, because like, I also learned. I mean, you learned that you know, this is what it may be look like, and so now I, when I get punched in the face, I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't punch him, but you know. But it could happen. I, w- I would. No. In those moments, it's I allowed. Hit you. I know, but we we'll talk about it afterwards, and you'll probably make it up to me with lots of apologies and sex and alcohol. I wouldn't hit you, um, but I also learned because Mikey had a really bad breakdown two days ago um, about the baby, about just in general, and y'all, I felt like the Holy Spirit. I swear to God, had like, like cover me because we we had just talked about this episode we just had our production meeting and it was rough that's how we do meetings again or before, before we because we don't want to sound all disorganized and sobbing and weeping on the mic, <laughs> be on the mic. yeah <laughs> um so we have all all these meetings before um and try to filter out what we're going to talk about so that we can get it out but he had a really bad breakdown and i just i, I asked him you know do you want a hug it's one thing he didn't ask me on Mother's Day. I was trying to like, and we had talked about this. You know, he didn't, he was asking questions, but he wasn't asking the question that I needed him to help steer me into communication, um, which is a learning curve. And I said, do you want a hug? And he said, yes. And, you know, Mikey's huge, you know. So I had to sit on his lap to get the hug <laughs> because he's a big guy. He was sitting down. And, um, you know, I told him, you know, I was upset with Mike. I felt like he had broke his promise. He couldn't handle my grief. But I also realized that I had broke my promise too. During the miscarriage, until the whole, the whole, all the months following the miscarriage, I had made it very clear that, you know, home is a safe space. With me is a safe space. You don't have to be so damn centered and strong all the time. Mikey's very, he's the fixer, you know, family be making these last minute things they they <laughs> fucking with his time not even just like work everybody knows they can count on mikey you know oh mikey will do it mikey will pick me up mikey will fix it mikey will show up mikey will carry it you know and i it was really important to me that he didn't feel like he had to do that all the time 
especially at home and especially with me. And on Mother's Day, I expected him to be what he always is for everybody else, not considering the fact that this day probably fucking sucks for him too. A little bit. You know, um, and, and not just because it was his baby as well, but just to see me be so damn out of it. Um, and I hadn't given Mikey the space to not be the center, you know, to like, you know, he should be able to be out here and be crazy too. Um, nah, that's not a good look for me. He doesn't think that's it's a good why. Look, I, but I, I, I've I'm always, I felt like I broke my promise about that as well, and so I apologized to him um, for not giving him the space to not be so damn strong. Basically, we talked. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Before we ask, I just want to know, in your opinion, what do you think helped us make? strides towards um recovering what do you think our recovery phase looked like like what uh, helps us recover from this because we we're clearly better today than we were last week yeah um i mean i think my therapy session really helped me like come to something so talking it out with somebody yeah talking it out with other people Time. And i talked to my cousin um, she was like, yeah, I understand how that day went and like why it went. And, you know, everybody always knows how they'll be until they get punched in the face. You know, so she, you know, mm-hmm. which is true. Um, time and just we kept having the conversation until it felt really right. You know, sometimes people talk, sometimes we'll talk and you'll still be kind of salty a few days later. And so you have to have the conversation again like because you're missing something, you know, Um and so I had my breakdown on the 13th and Mikey had his two days ago and now we're all out. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was, you know, it was three months apart. We actually did really damn well. I think so. High five. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what helped. Constantly talking about it in increments the way we have been doing. Giving it room to breathe and then readdressing yeah. it. Like you can't, you can't talk about everything when y'all are clearly pissed. Like, that's just, not the time to yeah. talk. Sometimes you ain't supposed to talk. Sometimes a little silence and a little distance works, but in a healthy way. Yeah. Like, like I'm we not were around like each just other. Say, Fuck you and then hop in the car and leave and be like, yeah, she needs some time and some space. No. But I don't know. We went on about life. We worked out. We went to work, cooked, and then you realize, okay, let's have this conversation. And having it as an episode definitely helped. So it did. Yeah. So yeah, that was um that was a bad day. To not be pregnant. But um yeah, I mean like for all our listeners out there, this is this is a piece that I just really would like some genuine input on. If you've made it to this part of the episode, <laughs> please tell us um some things that you do to recover from a bad day. Um you don't have to be in a relationship to answer this one, you know, single people, just people in general as a person. Yeah. What do you do to recover? I don't know Randy her feel good thing is writing. Mm-hmm. Her feel good thing is reading and naps, all the naps in the world. <laughs> um, my feel good thing, you know, used to be alcohol. Yeah. Uh, I've since had to cut back on that because I'm trying to be healthier, live longer, impregnate my wife and all that other shit. Um, there's other things that I'm working on, but I'll probably expose that to the world a while from now. Uh, okay. And, you know, and I clean. Yeah, Mike, he's I a clean cleaner. and I eat and I like organize because if I see things get clean, it kind of cleans me. It's my thing. Um, but just tell us, share some of the steps that you do to recover from a bad day or bad shit in general. You know, 
after your last blow up with your partner or your parents or your siblings or what, what you do? Yeah. And, you know, email us blackmailmare at Gmail, B-L-A-C-K-M-I-L-M-A-R at Gmail. Or our personal Instagrams, which we have not actually said in an episode. Yeah. Um, If you ever want to message a real nigga and just like have a conversation, uh, send me some stuff. I don't even know my Instagram right now. I'm going to say Mikey XXI. Yeah, Mikey There's an underscore in there somewhere. And mine is bookworm underscore ran. You can also follow me on Twitter. Randy writes. It sounds exactly what it is. R-A-N-D-I-E. W-R-I-T-E-S. And uh, send me a message before you request me because I don't just be adding everybody. Yes, Mikey underscore XXI. Thank you, love. You're welcome. I like to say XXI again. That was sexy. So, yeah. I just gave like a really specific. Mikey <laughs> underscore XXI. You don't have to say it so aggressively. Mikey, <laughs> next segment. <laughs> so, we'll get into our fight or flight <laughs> for the week. Yes, it's Mikey's turn. It is my turn to lead our fight or flight. All right, my fight or flight is going to be a less serious one today. But it is an actual grievance that I have. Now, Randy and I started, quote unquote, living together when I was in college. Um, She stayed with me in my dorm for a while before we moved in with our parents, um, before we moved in with each other. And we used to joke about it in college, but it was a true thing. Randy uses up toilet paper um, like nobody's business. Um, That girl, you ever see you, 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 you can answer at this part. Everyone knows those Charmin commercials where like the little bear is pulling off the roll really, really fast. And then the, the dad has to come and be like, no, son, you know, what? we only need three squares. I like to be clean. You never have any problems. <laughs> let, I'm not, let me finish. I'm just saying. Let me finish. That's not even what I'm about to complain about. What? It's not even a complaint. It's an actual grievance. Mike. So I feel like the, the papa bear, like constantly having to be like, hey, we don't need. 12 things to wipe one thing we you know three squares is enough we get like really good toilet paper all of that aside because we knew when we were younger that randy uses up a lot of toilet paper which i have no problem with babe that's your thing that's your priority you want to be clean and that's fair when we were younger we said hey since you use it up so much all you got to do is buy toilet paper That'll be like we your, had ha, toilet paper. Hold on. <laughs> because before we got here you wasn't Randy was like, yeah, okay, I'll buy the toilet paper. No problem. And that was her thing. She would have to provide because I don't use that much. I genuinely don't. Out of 12 rolls total, Mikey would probably use up one. I would. In nasty. the same amount of time it takes you, you to use 12. That doesn't butt. make me nasty. I'm just accurate, okay? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't need like a whole giant sponge, you know. Just, I'm good with the love. Good. Randy just bought <laughs> this pack of 24? What is that? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a big ass pack of toilet paper. And toilet paper is expensive. And I just want to know why you don't buy it more often because you're the reason why we keep running out. Because we don't have any money. That's fair. So. <laughs> well, I need you to budget for toilet paper because that's you like to your kiss thing. kiss my ass. That's what I need you to do. I don't have time to kiss your ass because you're too busy using up all the toilet paper on it. Well, we shouldn't run out for a minute. I've been doing my like best. Like I said, Randy just bought this I've big been ass doing pack. my best. We gonna be done by the end of the, this month. <laughs> I don't think we will. I think it'll last us until August. So, all right. So, are you fine with going ahead and making it a line item in our budget for you to provide toilet paper for this household since you use it all? Only after I find out what you can provide. 
you need to add something. What does that mean? Africa's best. Okay. You need to, because you use up my oil. All because I haven't had time. lotion in forever, and you your oil is nice, and people like the way it like looks on my skin. Use it up. I don't use it up. I just use a little bit every once in a while. Mike, you use it up. I don't and use so it as you much need as to put into the line. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, I don't like how this fight or flight has not flipped. I'm fighting you. Okay. So the compromise here is that if I provide us with more Africa's best, Africa's best oil, I will provide the tissue. You're done. We have a fight or flight first, ladies and gentlemen. Mikey and Randy have agreed on doing something. Mm. Let's see if she follows through when the toilet paper is out in a you couple know what? of weeks. Just shake my hand. I shook shake. your hand. No, you didn't. That was Mikey. not a. I shook your hand. You are so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, PDA. Yes. You first, woman. Tell me okay. why you love me. I love you because. No, really. Um, my PDA for this week. She has to think really hard. No, I'm just. I want to diversify it. You know, I really appreciate you. And I appreciate <laughs> what? Nothing. What? Nothing. Strong start. I got bookshelves for our anniversary. Did I already thank you for this? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That's the only thing. I've been thinking a lot about my books because I've been able to. Okay. Really. My PDA. I'm ready. All right. I really appreciate you, Mike, for opening up to me two days ago. I really do. That was hard. Um, because I know it wasn't easy. I don't like because you that. like to be strong yep. and you want to be whatever men have internalized that they have to be. Which sorry for y'all, you know, but you want to be all those things, and you let yourself come down. And I feel very defensive about you because you don't do that often. And I know that you're constantly being tasked with things to do, you know, um. By everybody, not just family or friends, but like work. And you know, at some point that's the job. That's that's what you do. But you very rarely take a break to just be pissed, be upset, grieve, cry. Um and you did. You know? And you let it out and it was a moment of vulnerability for you that you needed to release so that you could go on you know, being strong. And I appreciate you for just sharing that moment with me. And, you know, you just constantly, you have to learn how to put into yourself what you get out. And that day you didn't eat, you had breakfast, you know, your calorie limit is like 3000. You consumed maybe 500. It's not good. You literally had nothing else to give. And that's usually the case for you on many days. And it's very difficult to watch you be, be moved around when I know you aren't putting back into yourself what's being taken out. So I appreciate you for just sharing that with me and making an effort to 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 focus on focus on some self care. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Your turn. Well, I think that it's always good to <clears throat> to talk about this in a positive way because I know that this is still something that you struggle with. Um, and that's you being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you show it in a lot of different aspects of our relationships randomly, depending on like how you feel or where you are. And I just genuinely, I appreciate you being vulnerable with me because that's a large part of why we are able 
to communicate the way we do while we're able to work through or pass things the way we do. It's in large part a reason why we're together. Yeah. Is just not being afraid to be exposed finally or to like just give in to the fact that there's no way around it and you just kind of let go. Um, I really appreciate you for doing that. Um, with the serious things and the not serious things. Uh, for instance, you were very, very vulnerable a couple of hours ago before we started recording. And I love it. Are you loved talking it. It about sex? I'm talking about sex. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, not serious things. Like, like if we still had neighbors, they would have knocked on the wall. <sighs> no, they wouldn't have. It's okay, because we weren't in the same room just now. Group was worried outside. He was not. Group's always worried. The point that I'm making is I appreciate you for allowing yourself to go there. More and more, you just start to just expose yourself as we go. I'm pretty sure you'll be a hot mess when we are 80. <laughs> and you'll be extremely vulnerable. And it'll be fun because you I'll like what? be blind and deafish by then. And <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm joking. I appreciate you for being vulnerable, love. I know it's not easy because I don't like doing it either. Thanks, babe. But that's how we keep the wheels turning on this. That's how. Lord help us. All right. Be sure mm. to check out our website, www.blackmillennialmarriage.com. We are now and still on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our newsletter. The next giveaway will be at the end of the month. Sorry, you wanted to finish that? I was going to say end of the month. Oh, okay. I was doing And like we haven't decided what we're giving, but we it'll be nice. It'll, it's always nice. We like giving stuff away when we We, are, we really do love giving stuff away. Um, oh, and if you have any suggestions on stuff you want. Just let us know. Tell us. Yeah, be like, us. hey, y'all need to give away some uh, so-and-so. Gas cards. Do y'all want gas cards? Do, do you y'all want, want gas cards? iTunes gift cards? Do you not drive? Would you just like to recharge a Metro card? No, really. For or our New York audience. Cards? What do y'all want? We'll we'll put it on social media. Follow us on social media. Ha ha ha. Instagram. We are Black Millennial Marriage. On Facebook. Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. On Twitter. Black Mill Mare Pod. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs> Be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. We could go deeper. I you dig it, I dug it, we're good, so yo, I hope you love it, I love it, I got no hot but banana bucket, I'm focused on what the funk is, don't know what's so fierce, I'm sipping Tyler Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. And I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. (laughs) I don't have pink eye. (laughs) We talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just a Go back here. I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST. 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 ACAST